0: Black man trying not to get caught. I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw. You know, it's a big world, so easy to get lost. I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw. Jigsaw. What's going on, y'all? And we are back here another yes. week on the jigsaw. <laughs> I am Josh <laughs> Rogers.
1: I am Brian Hare.
0: And welcome back to the show where we talk about how we navigate this crazy thing called life. It is the Jigsaw Podcast where we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being a black person in America. Mm-hmm. Brother, how are you?
1: I am doing wonderful. Actually, I'm doing pretty good. As always, it's great to be black. Yes, sir. Uh, we are here in the land of the living. Uh, we survived yet another week, year, day, whatever. Uh, so I'm I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. How about you?
0: I'm doing good, man. I'm excited um, about a few possibilities and projects and stuff that I got going on. So I'm just I'm in a good space. I'm a little tired, um, okay. but I'm in a good space, man. Uh, i got a question for you, though.
1: OK, we'll jump
0: into the show. So, you know, we're in this kind of interesting space in television.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and for y'all who know y'all know we love tv so just expect to hear about tv, TV. Uh, <laughs> so i've been trying to fill my like my dead tv time with things okay. Do you watch the or have you heard of the boys on amazon
1: <laughs> it's funny that the, the title you would think the boys <laughs> <laughs> um i have i've heard of the show the boys and mm-hmm. i've actually seen um an episode or two shouts out to my barber i saw it in the barbershop so i am aware of the boys
0: barbershop is always a a great place to to preview stuff so yes i started season one yesterday okay i am on episode six right Mm -hmm. now um it is about superheroes but bro it is some wild and crazy <laughs> stuff going on in this here show, really um so I don't know if you're into like that world of like superheroes and all that kind of stuff, but even if you're not, I think you'd enjoy this, so okay, you know, I don't give out these trash recommendations mhm so <laughs> <laughs> just tr- trust me on this and if you don't if you don't like it, you know you can you can always come back to me and you know, talk bad about me, or whatever. Let me ask you this, though, while we're still on TV. Okay. Have you finally finished P-Valley, my friend? I,
1: <laughs> I have not finished P-Valley. I am sick of you. <laughs> um, I'm sick of myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm sick of you. <laughs> well, could the thing, well, the thing is that uh, I was, you know, those of you who are married or you know, in relationship. Uh, that, you know, usually your spouse doesn't want you to watch shows, especially shows that they want to watch. Mm-hmm. without them but then lauren gave me the uh the green light to go do it by myself but i haven't had the opportunity really to go do it by myself uh so it may be a situation where i you know knocked it out during the day um now that my in-laws are in town so i may you know while i'm gonna be working in the office i might be watching me better okay i'm just <laughs> disappointed <laughs> i am right. so well i think i made it through like episode four i think and then yeah
0: okay god bless
1: <laughs> but uh by 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 <laughs> by next week i will have uh watched it i promise
0: you okay we'll see okay mm-hmm. y'all heard that but it's cool go mm-hmm. ahead do your thing <laughs> don't be like that <laughs> uh
1: but yeah you know so that's good though i I'm, I would definitely watch p valley it's a, it's a good show it's a great show and i trust your recommendation i will also be watching the boys i like i, said, I saw one episode i think um where the young lady who had the superpowers was on a man's face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. oh
0: my mighty God. I saw that one. <laughs> I saw that one. Hello, somebody. That thing that thing was <laughs> disgusting. I'm not even I'm not even gonna try to hype that up, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you saw an interesting episode. <laughs>
1: I saw it in the barbershop.
0: <laughs> Interesting. The barbershop would do that, man. It's, the is, is a great place. It is place. that place.
1: <laughs> it's a great place. It's been a great place. I'm in a great place right now because my Los Angeles Lakers won the championship. So I'm excited about Jesus. Hooray. <laughs> I'm Hooray! excited about Jesus.
0: You guys know how I feel about sports, but congrats to the Los Angeles Lakers and the city of Los Angeles and LeBron James and all that goes with that.
1: Correct. Yes, this this one was for Kobe Bryant. Uh, those of us who are win Laker Nation, we understood the, the, the magnitude of the loss of Kobe Bryant. And we needed we needed this win. You we needed, 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 needed the win. win.
0: Now, yeah. I can definitely agree about um, the, um, the magnanimous loss that mm-hmm. the earth has felt. You know, with Kobe Bryant passing, I understand his impact on culture and legacy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so while I'm not the biggest sports fan, I get that. Um, but again, hooray. to the los angeles lakers and kudos to them (laughs) for um for winning what i will say is that here's an interesting tidbit about that my wife Mm -hmm. my wife made me watch (laughs) the actual championship game really and she fell asleep on it (laughs) i'm like woman she's like we ought to be watching it i was like whatever so i turned off living single
1: (laughs) wow okay
0: put it on um whatever channel i was watching abc nbc whatever was on and and, um, we watched it. I looked over to the right, <laughs> I said, what the woman of God, it. <laughs> what
1: <it> God is <laughs> mouth open and, everything. <laughs> no,
0: and I actually but you know what? I stay with it because one thing I will say about sports and me is that while I'm not a big sports fan mm-hmm. i like the I like the competitiveness of like championships, mm-hmm. so like um while the Super Bowl is kind of like this cultural thing, I actually right. am usually in tune for that game. March right. Madness is one of my favorite times of the year just because of how competitive it is, right. so like I'm not a huge sports fan, but like the final game is usually one that I can actually watch because I know like those boys be playing for something. Like the Miami oh, yeah. Heat, while they lost, like they were trying their best.
1: Oh yeah, oh, to yeah. get
0: to a game seven. Um, yeah. it just it just didn't happen. So,
1: and I respect, and I respect Miami Heat. Um, they, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Butler, Jimmy buckets, um, did a great job. Um, Miami is a dope city. Um, I can't wait to get there. Whew.
0: I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there.
1: Looking to get there.
0: That's what Dorinda said. Um, but anybody with a name like Jimmy, you know, he was gonna fight. (laughs) That boy, that boy, government name is Jimmy. It ain't a nickname. His name is Jimmy. His name is
1: Jimmy. Black people will have they the nickname or the or the abbreviated name as their first name. Yep, Willie.
0: name is jimmy butler if jimmy you, didn't butler. Know, if you didn't know he was black <laughs> <laughs> man so no for real though congrats to um los Angeles, the lakers not the clippers, not the, clippers. <laughs> the, <laughs> the lakers not the clippers great way and you know i wonder how awkward it is for them to be in the same city and you know that's the city is celebrating this team and you know you're just kind of you're just kind of there
1: you just and and the thing i mean you is, grew
0: you grew up there you grew up so how like dude, oh, yeah. how, the, how, how was that climate like when clippers, LA win championships and
1: the clippers have always been a laughing stock in la they, they've always been like um the little brother of the los angeles lakers they Got they've had some seasons where they've been good mm-hmm. um and this was supposed to be their season where they're supposed to win the championship and then there was all this talk about you know, this is our year, our city. Uh, we're the best team in L.A. And they didn't even make it to the finals. Like, like, didn't even make it close to the finals.
0: Mighty God. Do you so. think that they would one day leave L.A.? Or they, they should. Will, or will they forever, like, have this chip on their shoulder?
1: Uh, my understanding is they're actually building a stadium, uh, an arena, excuse me, in Inglewood. So they're actually building. So this this the irony of it all. They actually, the owner, uh, Steve Ballmer, he's a billionaire. Uh, he purchased the Great Western Forum in Inglewood, which is where the Los Angeles Lakers used to play. And he bought that, and he's revamping and revitalizing that in the community and stuff like that. So they're going to stay in L.A. Um, they're moving to Inglewood, which is where the Lakers used to play. Okay. Um, but you're still going to be the Clippers. Like, and, and honestly, if the Clippers win, like, a championship or two, it would always be like a Lakers town. So regardless of whatever happens in the near future, like they would have to win like ten championships in a row. And then it still may not necessarily be a clever town.
0: No, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. That much I, at least makes sense.
1: No one cares. Like <laughs> Inglewood, you know, Brandy's Donuts, the Dunes. They should have put East it in Compton.
0: <laughs> And be the Compton Clippers. That's, that's what they should be. Yeah, the Compton, Compton Clippers. Like, that's dope. You got the Brooklyn been, Nets.
1: Right. That would have been dope. Compton Clippers. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, then, I mean,
0: because I think you got the New York Knicks and then the Brooklyn Nets. So it's like mm-hmm. the L. A. Lakers and the Compton, Compton. Clippers. Right. <laughs> that I'd do it. Listen, you can, you can have all the gangs be security. It could just be <laughs> a thing. <laughs> It could be a thing.
1: It It could be be a thing. thing.
0: But speaking of security, uh, Mm -hmm. early voting. We want to put this out here. Yes. Make sure that you are creating. I don't know what security has to do with it, but that was my segue. Make sure (laughs) (laughs) that you, um, as our forever first lady has told us, have a voting plan.
1: Voting plan. that
0: should likely include early voting. Why? Because even in Georgia, where people are experiencing anywhere between four to seven hours of voting, waiting lines mm-hmm. and it can, and it's probably going to be even more massive on actual election day. So if you have not turned in your, um your paper ballot by now, or um, it's probably, I don't want to say it's too late, but based on some of the information that I've seen,
1: mm-hmm. you would have
0: likely needed to turn that in like today in right. order for it to get there, be counted and all those other different types of things. So at this point, if you did not turn in the mail in ballot, please go to an early voting location. The beautiful thing about early voting is that you do not have to go to your designated precinct. You right. can go anywhere within your county and mm-hmm. you can vote. The, um, the, the The unfortunate fact is that a lot of counties have uh, a limited number of voting locations. Mm-hmm. Um. So... But a lot of counties are also putting out apps to show you like which locations has the shortest lines and things like that. So make sure you are doing your research. You're utilizing all types of technology to make sure that you are not experiencing voter suppression because these long lines and all this other kind of stuff is a form of voter suppression. Um, And we just want to make sure that everybody in the Jigsaw is registered. Um, All of our Jigsaw listeners are registered and that they are able to vote. And please vote early. If you have an absentee ballot, I don't know about other states, but I can tell you in Georgia, you do not have to mail that in. You can take that absentee ballot, find out where the drop-off box is, and you can drop it off. You can even do that up until the day of the election. So your absentee ballot will be counted. So don't think just because you still have it that it's void. No, you can mark it up. Create your selections. Please read the instructions carefully because we're seeing um, and hearing about things where people are like, there's like, if you mess something up, you sign the wrong thing like that, your ballot can be void. So make sure that you are thoroughly reading the instructions and the directions, and you can drop off the absentee ballot in the ballot box at the designated absentee ballot spot. All right. So go early, drop off those absentee ballots, and if all else fails, stand in line for 13 hours on November 3rd. Well, mm-hmm. Whatever you do, make sure you vote. Have you voted yet, Brian?
1: I haven't voted yet, but we definitely have a plan. Uh, we have been looking at the app every single day mm-hmm. um, and seeing how I work from home. Uh, uh, I have hopefully at some point plan to vote early, if possible. Yeah. Uh, so I've been checking the lines. So the thing is, it just opened up recently, so I decided not to go first week. So I'm thinking about yeah. next week uh, keep looking at it, uh, and then go at specific times. Uh, but then also if I'm going to go, I'm going to take my snacks and my food and drink and stuff like that. So I can make sure that if I do encounter a long line, I can, you know, be prepared and I will not let a long line deter me from doing, um, my civic duty, my duty as a, uh, black person since we worked so hard to get this right. Um, like, and you know, this is, you know, there's really no, unless you just have not registered to vote, you should have already registered to vote. Um, there's really no excuse not to exercise your, um, right to vote. You could, we have plenty of time. Um, if you're in a Metro metropolitan, if you're in a Metro area, um, some of the arenas are now being used as early voting precincts. So like, you know, there's no excuse. I'm going to do it. And I definitely like Josh said I encourage everybody else, especially that listen to this show. Y'all should be voting. Y'all should be voting. That's what we okay. do.
0: Okay. It's what we do. So you're right. Ash and I are the same thing. We have our voting plan. We're thinking about maximizing one of those Saturdays, just getting up early and mm-hmm. doing it. But we're also going to have our snacks, our coffee. Uh, we have those little um like picnic stadium chair, you know, the little foldable chair things. We're gonna right. bring those with us. So we're gonna be ready. Oh, we're already gonna drop the kids off with her mom. Because like if we were because when we voted for the primaries, I think it took us like five six hours. Wow. Okay. Vote like we went at like six ish, and we didn't get home to almost after midnight. So wow. we, we were like we actually well that's a whole nother story. We t- talk about that level of suppression. We we <laughs> we endure on another episode. But I will <laughs> wow. say, do not give up. Because right when we were almost ready. It's when we were like we got our chance to vote. So do not give up. Do not give up, uh, Brian. You want to get us into the song of the week? Start the show off for real, for real. Uh,
1: yes. And let me. How am I going to do this one? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm gonna go straight into the to the, the the verse or do the beginning part. Take
0: us in there. Um,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the beginning, but I'm gonna okay. skip to a part that may be more noticeable. Okay, I'm okay. ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go away. This is America. Okay, (laughs) don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Uh, Oh, (laughs) oh. Don't get me slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. (laughs) Look what I'm whipping now. Oh, oh. Remember, I thought that. I thought we
0: was gonna kumbaya. (laughs) I thought we was going straight into some 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 devotional tongs.
1: Somebody's here, my Lord. (laughs) Come by. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's a dope song, man. Childish Gambino is. Um, yeah. Shout out to Childish Gambino. He's amazing. Dope artist. I love <laughs> Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, whoever he is, in whatever moment.
1: Right. This is America, though.
0: <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> if the words have never, ever, ever, ever rang more clear, they are ringing clear right about now but all right let's, let's 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 get ready and and like get a little bit lighter and recognize some black excellence let's get into the bless up report
1: let's go yeah. right all righty we are here at the bless up report where we come and we salute black excellence so hallelujah we believe in it we believe in it we believe in it <laughs> we believe in it um so um christmas is coming up josh it is your favorite holiday am i right Chestnuts roasting <laughs> on an open fire. Do boom, boom,
0: boom. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. That's a, good, that's uh, uh what's his name? What's his name? Black right, King Cole? Name. No, the version I'm singing is of The Temptations, okay? But David Ruffin was already out the group. This was Dennis L. was on, on, on the album.
1: <laughs> this is the uh, one where uh, Blue ends it. Merry Christmas, everybody, and a happy new Merry year. Christmas from the Temptations. No,
0: that is actually the <laughs> drama boy on that same album, <laughs> Give Love at Christmas Day, my absolute favorite Christmas album. But anyway, you were saying,
1: <laughs> uh, and um, also, so as we, those that do not know, Christmas, Joshua Jamal Rogers, love. No, first, I start Christmas. You start what listening to music. I start
0: officially oh. <laughs> celebrating oh, November first. So that's so it begins with listening to music. It begins with you know mild decorations. It begins oh, to begin. Jesus, it begins November first.
1: What? Well, normally I, you know, don't really do too much Christmas, but I have a child now, so I'm I'm doing more Christmas. You know, I'm doing more Christmas this year.
0: God has delivered you from
1: <laughs> from this spirit. That, that grinch, that grinch spirit, got been on me. <laughs> That great spirit did you on know. <laughs> Um, so, but you know, you all celebrate Christmas a lot. So, what color is y'all, Santa?
0: Black, <laughs> my Santa and my Jesus are both black. <laughs> They're both black. They are black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you heard, here? yes. Your Santa is black. So, uh, with that being said, bless up to Jacqueline Rogers. No relation to you, uh, unless you know, somewhere down the line. You never know. We all can't vote Um. Jacqueline Rogers of Green Top Gifts. Um, She uh, created this company that pretty much brings some diversity to your holiday celebrations. Um, We've actually been celebrating, or not celebrating, but actually been supporting uh, Green Top Gifts for a couple years now, um, where she has wrapping paper. We started buying her wrapping paper uh, for our gifts. And, you know, we believe in supporting Black businesses and supporting Black stuff. So the Santa is Black. So we've been buying the wrapping paper for some years now, but now she's even, um, expanding. So she, you can get some apparel, you can get some home decor, you can get some stationery, you can get almost everything, um, on that website. So green top gifts, uh, green, green top gifts.com. You can get all kind of stuff on there regarding, uh, Christmas decorations and stuff like that. Um, and it, this is not just your, you know, even though it's black owned, um, oftentimes we, you know, want to give them exposure but she's already gotten the exposure uh, but we definitely want to continue to build this brand uh she's been on nbc news she's been on people magazine or being in people magazine oprah even shouted her out in her magazine so please go out there and and the time is now really because i think one year uh everything sold out pretty quickly because it's a hot it's a hot commodity Mm -hmm. um so go out there early as you can go on greentopgifts.com Support our dear sister Jacqueline Rogers and her family. She's a family woman. We got to support Black families and Black businesses. So get out there and do that um, as soon as possible. We're gonna put that information, the website, and stuff like that inside of the, the liner notes, I believe, of our. Um, yeah, it'll be in the description box. All right, it'll be in the yeah. description box, and please go out there and support as uh, as you can. Uh, anything else?
0: No, man. I've actually um, bought some of the wrapping paper to Clarence Claws, I believe Clarence. is. You're absolutely, right? Yeah, Clarence Claus. Yeah, I bought yep. some paper yep. and um have wrapped up some gifts in this. It's dope quality paper.
1: It is oh I didn't even say that it's quality, quality paper. Quality
0: paper. It is not your Dollar Tree paper. It ain't gonna Mm-mm. rip on your fast, none of that Mm-mm. good stuff.
1: It's so, good quality paper. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. It it is the Josh Rogers Christmas. You know what, Brian? I think what? we need to do close to the holidays, uh Josh and Brian's like holiday list. Of just okay. black stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs> like gift ideas and brands and all that kind of stuff. So,
1: yes. You know what?
0: We're yeah. we going to ask y'all. We're going to ask y'all what are some of your favorite brands and gifts and stuff to give. We're going to do a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode.
1: Right. We're going to do it. We get, we, get, we need to do it um, because we got to support. And, um, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the clock in the, in the Christmas spirit this year. Like, I'm really excited about Christmas. So. You know, I'm jackals. so happy. <laughs> Look at God. Don't Won't God change your life? Uh, Blue said,
0: I wrote a note to Santa and I needed it because it would be Christmas oh, every day. <laughs> and I would have the Christmas spirit all through the year. It would be Christmas every day. What a lovely Christmas. See, he got your, you got me in the Christmas spirit.
1: <laughs> and we're moving. <laughs> we're moving on. On,
0: remember I might I might have to
1: pull I have to pull out my stuff early. <laughs> you got like three weeks.
0: Have to pull it out early. Oh my god, quarantine been even uh, kind of nudge and to want to put stuff up early. I've been like, no, we're not that bored yet. But this conversation <laughs> has done something to my spirit, man.
1: Don't don't let me come over your house and you get Christmas stuff up. bar.
0: listen, i will tell you, we you know I love Chris so much, and we are gonna move on. Because if there was no Christmas, there would be no Easter.
1: Ooh. If he Hishai. wasn't born, he couldn't have died. He, he was born to die. God, we thank you. We thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, I'm, about to get, I'm about to get around. Now. I'm about to have a whole connection <laughs> behind this hip mic. Oh, take me to the billboard so we can move on.
1: We are going to the billboard before we start playing shop music <laughs> in here. Hallelujah
0: to <laughs> Jesus.
1: All right. All right, let's go to the billboard. Okay, this this week oh Ooh, lord jesus. God.
0: <laughs> on the Billboard, there's
1: a, a stern in my <laughs> spirit that
0: thing <laughs> would catch me up you don't know, play about my little baby mulatto jesus <laughs> <laughs> all right oh <sighs> be no bubble be no bubble be no bubble i'm back all right so <laughs> this week on the billboard um starting off with some kind of tragic news i would kind of say so unless you've been under some type of rock um you've probably heard about sars and we're not talking about the medical disease but we're talking about this nigerian task force um that stands for i had it here it is a special anti-robbery squad in nigeria so basically if you look at the name you would think that it would be something really dope like a special anti-robbery that they're going to be really helping people but no it is just really (laughs) corrupt corrupt
1: unit irony
0: right this really 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 corrupt unit um in the um nigerian police force and um like Brian said it perfectly the irony because they are the uh, special like anti-robbery thing but they're actually taking bribes and Mm -hmm. robbing people and like taking money from people and all this other kind of stuff in exchange for what freedom is supposed to be, in exchange for allowing people to live their lives as normal, they're like harassing people and doing all other type of stuff. So we've been seeing on social media specifically all of these protests mm-hmm. and this kind of outrage and this upheaval for specifically from millennials and young people, really, you know, speaking out against the the tragic nature of what this SARS unit is. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds of just our regular old police over here in America, just. Ain't no special unit, they just they just regular, they just rank it in regular. So, but um, but, but we're keeping Bad all the people, we're keeping all the people in Nigeria in our prayers and uplifted. And you have our support. Uh, I know there's not a whole lot we can do stateside, but what we can do is continue to spread the word, uh, push information, and do whatever we can with technology to help you, um, move forward in your cause. Mm-hmm. All righty, so. Speaking of like corrupt people, the Republicans are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Republicans have just um, they're they're pushing forward with their U.S. Supreme Court nominee, Miss Amy Coney Barrett. She's been in her confirmation hearings the last couple of days, and I'll be honest with you, I've been tuned out most mm-hmm. of most of it. Uh, but from but from some of the recaps that I've been hearing on NPR and some of the things I've been reading, a lot of stuff hasn't been that surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pro-life Which I really think They're like When people Especially Republicans And major conservatives Say that they're pro-life I right. think they're pro-birth
1: Right Because exactly.
0: when that baby Get here You don't mm-hmm. care Nothing about that baby life uh-huh. uh, And if that mother Who For whatever reasons May have chose Right To abort Let's just say That she could not uh, Because of some law that may come into place at some point, right? If if she needs assistance or she is unable to take care of the baby, you're going to end up talking about her as a <laughs> deadbeat mother and an unfit right. mother when, but if you're pro-life, then you should be concerned about that baby's life. So I mean, you right. should be looking at ways in which to fund education. You should be looking mm-hmm. at ways to fund um, Medicare, Medicaid, and all these different types of things that will make sure that that baby has a healthy life. So um all of the pro-life stay i know that was a tangent but that I it's just, okay I, you I'm know i'm staying with you listen y'all are pro-birth y'all are not pro-life but anyway um but all the pro-life stuff and all the other you know all the other kind of conservative um values it's not surprising what is what is surprising but not shocking um, I think the New York Times did an article on her, Brian, that while she was a judge in Illinois, she wrote an opinion about a oh. gentleman
1: mm-hmm.
0: who was called nigger, uh, you know, hard ER mm-hmm. uh, in his workplace. And basically she agreed that the word itself is egregious mm-hmm. and it should not be used. However, she did not agree that his supervisor, his white supervisor using High the roll. word created in a hostile work environment. She would have needed to know the why and the how it was used before she could give an opinion about whether or not I created a hostile work environment. And here's how off base she was. Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. <laughs> actually disagreed with her and said, mm-hmm. regardless of why it really doesn't matter. If mm-hmm. your supervisor mm-hmm. who is white called you a nigger, mm-hmm. like, it created a hostile work environment. Yes. You don't need any proof. The fact that it was said, the fact that it can be proven that it was said, right. is enough. So her stance on that alone is enough. Like I'm, like the whole pro life stuff and you know LGBTQ rights and all those different kind of things. Like I expect that from conservative yeah. like leaning people right yeah and whether you agree with that or not is your business but I, I expect that right mm-hmm. but at the same time and I expect a certain level of racism I'm gonna be honest too but I when to you agree. can like really put out of your mouth and say being called a nigger from your superior mm-hmm. does not create a hostile
1: work environment right like come on right that to me that's just like to me it's it's, it's similar to like sexual harassment, like if if you're a boss it's if say if i'm her her boss and I'm calling her sweetie baby, um come here, what are some some words that are just you just dare wouldn't say to a woman um the c word that the white woman be going crazy about um I'm not uh, gonna say it, I know what you're saying, uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah, if I called you that, you would Karen would be livid, you know what I'm saying, so. I think it's the same thing. Like just because the word, just because you didn't there, you don't know the context in which it was said. The it the word being said itself would cause a hostile work from that. And especially, I'm gonna get hostile. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's and, and no one just says certain words or just does certain things or just says certain words if if usually there's no action to follow that 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 behavior. So if you out here calling people niggas. um. Who knows what else you're doing? You're probably giving bad reviews. You're probably um, saying other things or doing other things that kind of back up that um, that those words that you're spewing. So, nah, that that's
0: nah, nah. Let me go. tell you one thing: you let one white anybody call me a nigger or nigger, <laughs> and you see how you see how you see how hostile Josh <laughs> Rogers becomes. Let me just, especially in a workplace, I've been in that Turner that entire office. <laughs> And oh. I ain't laughed after that one because I am serious. <laughs> me and one of my most recent former supervisors got into it. He didn't call me on my name, but he used an expletive towards me. And Brian, I said, mm.
1: "Man of God, did you stay saved?
0: <laughs> I was saved." <laughs> To the extent of your convictions, I might not have been saved, but I was saved. I said, "I said, well, what you won't do is cuss at me." He said, "Well, I said, well, listen." And at that moment, when he tried to explain it, Mm-mm. I saw red and I slammed his door. And we, he tried to shake my hand at the end of the day. Tell him I said, bro. "Have a good evening." I said, "Joe, I'm calling you. I said, "Joe, go home." <laughs> in the middle, we had an open workspace. I said, "Go home."
1: Oh, I thought you were <laughs> in his office. I was. Like, yo so, awesome so the joke. initial
0: conversation was in his office. Mm-hmm. Then when he tried to shake my hand like at the end of the day, like it was out when I was at my desk. I mean, but I'm just saying, if that piece, and he didn't mm-hmm. like cuss like me out, he was cussing at me. If right. that was enough to get me riled up, like, and that created a hostile work environment because our right. relationship was very awkward mm-hmm. from that point on. Because I also knew he understood that he had the wrong one after that but you know we we could talk about that whole episode too whiteness in corporate spaces Mm. um glory to god you ever give me right about to give me round up on a whole nother thing i was just caught up in the rapture thinking about jesus and now i'm about to send somebody straight to the dark place because i'm talking about crazy (laughs) white people let's go on speaking of crazy folk tory langs um can be deported up where the majority of the people are white in canada I don't want you here (laughs) because he's finally been charged against the shooting um with the shooting of meganstein so i think there's some assault charges i think there are some intent to do bodily harm charges Mm -hmm. um if i'm not mistaken he has his case has been extended to like november ish it got it got like two like so yeah it got pushed Mm -hmm. back but he has been charged um tory has since got on the twitter and said that charges does not mean convictions and things like that so we'll be watching the story um he still hasn't right out said I did do it. Like, and I while I don't think that would change anything, if you are fighting for your innocence, I just don't understand why that is not the first thing you would not say. Like Brian, if you got caught doing anything, like and you know you didn't do it, I believe the first thing you would say is. I I didn't
1: do it. I didn't do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And from that point, I'm trying to prove that I didn't do it. But my initial statement is going to be, I didn't do it. I'm not trying to use the fluff language. I'm not trying to do all these other things. I'm just straight up, I ain't do it. Right? So he he, he didn't say that. He's been charged. Um, Meg has been using her platform beautifully to support um, Black women and the protection of Black women and the ability for them to have all of this beautiful duality and steal um you know what i'm saying be respected and honored in ways that they should right it shouldn't have be anything that they should fight for it's just just it should just be so yep. we'll keep y'all updated hopefully this is one of the few times we have to talk about Tory lanes on this platform but yes there it is and lastly on the billboard speaking of uh, female women rappers um cardi b we love her. Cardi B celebrated the birthday and boy did she celebrate.
1: <laughs> she celebrated.
0: She celebrated so much that <laughs> you know uh her her bosoms
1: her bosom.
0: made their way to the internet uh in a in know IG story that was deleted. And she pretty much was like, I got drunk, it was me, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so shout out to Cardi B for just always being like this. I think that's why I think that's her charm. We, yeah. love, we love her because she's so authentically her. No matter mm-hmm. how crazy or quirky she is, she's her. She hasn't changed that. And if you actually look at her, bro, she throws out like quite a few pockets of wisdom, even yep. in her goofiness. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she took it, she owned it. She didn't try to like do this big PR thing about it. She deleted the, the thing. Right. And then she went on and addressed it. And she's like continuing to celebrate her birthday. Like it happened. like she, happened. And I think the other part about it is, too, she's a former stripper. So I think yeah. a part of her was like, all right, you saw a nip. <laughs> you know how many people saw my nips? <laughs> like, I think, I think that was right. the other part. She was unbothered um, by it. But at the same time, like, she handled it well. Shout out to Cardi B. Happy belated birthday. Um, yeah. And shout out for Cardi B, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For I'm not I don't know what goes on between well, what went on between Cardi and Offset. Mm-hmm. What I do know is that she has a level of maturity about her and their relationship. Mm-hmm. While well, Cause I think people were trying to comfort for him and she was like, Cardi, I mean, Offset isn't a bad man. He's just a dumb man. Mm-hmm. And when she say dumb, she meant like, because he cheated, blah, 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 blah. But she went on to say like, um, he protected her in the music business. He looked out mm-hmm. for her. He was one of the few people who did not want to use her, all these different kinds of things. And being all of that, he's the father of her child. So right. she was like, while well, y'all may think one thing, I always have to deal with this man. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to let y'all say nothing bad. And I think that's a very mature stance. Um, I think that is a, uh, a way that we should, app- especially if the relationship didn't end like, for any abuse or anything right. crazy like that. Um, while you may, have, you may have your personal differences, I do think that there's a level of, because I may mean, just say it like this. God forbid something happened between me and Asha. I'm not going to let people dog her in public. At all. I'm just not about to let it happen She's the mother of my children I'm just not mm-hmm. about to let it happen And I can feel Whatever I want to feel But I'm not about to let Y'all dog her in public Um, And I think And I just think That's the stance That Cardi has taken So shout out Shout out to Belcalese Shout out To Belcalese yes. Alright yes. Brian You ready to get into This living room conversation Cause um, I think we may be NWA minus one. Oh, I don't know I'm ready for this But I think ahead. we bad be- So y'all <laughs> You know what Get your Get your good beverage <laughs>
1: Good beverage, <laughs> and
0: head on down to the living room. Sit on the couch, and we about we about to have some conversations. Y'all, you ready to do it, bro? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's let's go.
1: All right, we are here in the living room. Thank y'all for you know joining us in the living room. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure you take your shoes off We walk in the house. Um, we got something to talk about um so you know i was scrolling the uh interwebs Mm -hmm. um social media and then i saw a post where um o'shea jackson senior ice cube (laughs) yes better known as ice cube craig Uh, craig he i guess got shouted out by the trump campaign oh Uh, he? he he did Okay. Um, which is interesting. I'm coming. I'm gonna go back to go forward, where he had a whole song about, you know, a rap song and he kind of dissed easy e talking about I would never have dinner with the president, I would never have dinner with the president, basically saying, like, you know, I'm thinking you a snitch and all that kind of stuff. You haven't dinner with the president. But come to find out that the man of God um has been having dinner with the president, um, and working with the Trump administration regarding what he uh, considers to be some type of agreement or whatever um, to try to, I guess, negotiate with the um, the administration. And have you have you heard about that part or?
0: So I so let me let me just get comfortable in my seat so I can talk about Craig. Um.
1: <laughs> Debo should have knocked him Should have should have knocked,
0: knocked him out? Because <laughs> it, it, we, if we're gonna be honest,
1: if it weren't for that brick. That that brick saved him. If
0: it wasn't for that brick.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but no, seriously. So I saw the conversations maybe a month and some change ago, somewhere mm-hmm. around that timeline where, oh, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. where Ice Cube got on the internet saying that um Joe Biden did not automatically deserve his vote he had to earn it and if you know he would have a conversation and part of me agrees with that logic right? oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that we we I don't think that we have to blindly vote for anyone
1: anybody Mm-mm.
0: I also though the, the flip side of me you know believes that I don't know that we've had such a toxic and polarizing administration mm-hmm. uh at least not in this you know I would say shoot Kennedy forward. I don't know that we've had anything like so <laughs> toxic, like honestly, like none of them have been perfect. They probably have all had some overt racism or racist undertones and things mm-hmm. like that, but nothing like what we've seen in this administration. No, nah. right? Nixon may have been close. But yeah, not- Nixon may have been the closest one, but he was more of a, he was more scandalous on some other stuff than he was like with the kind of xenophobia, racism and stuff that he like we, we're seeing today. So anyway, um. So I say that to say, while I do not believe you have to blindly vote for anyone, no, not at all. I do believe that the current administration is so terrible, terrible. that it's almost like, bro, you don't re- like Kanye West is not a choice. Some other random no. third party person or fourth party person or feel like they're not choices. So. Um, and while you could argue, and I think that was part of Ice Q's point, right, that mm-hmm. both sides, you know, are corrupt and will lie. We've mm-hmm. said it on this podcast several times. There several. are ways mm-hmm. in which
1: mm-hmm. you
0: can hold a Biden administration accountable that right. you probably would not be able to do with a Trump administration. And you right. have to also think about the residual effects of a Biden administration. You're talking about new secretaries of housing and hood, like um, secretaries of state secretary, like all these different types of appointments, new AG, all these different types of things that affect daily life. So when you think about affordable housing, when you think about some of the gaps in education, like Mm -hmm. all these big high cabinet positions, like these people have the power and authority to make those changes. So, This is why voting for the president is more than about, more than about your whatever disdain or like pillowed um, disgust with both parties. It's also about the other things that can happen. It's about setting up a Kamala Harris who can also set up a greater administration. Like uh, it's it's so many different things, but um, Ice Cube hurts my mental health.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah um all of that and and that <laughs> and ice cube, but also like this uh the this uh, in i've been voting since 2004 and you know Dude, age I, yourself don't do me uh, <laughs> i don't think i don't I, I i don't feel like it's ever been like this bad when it ter- in terms of my mental space um and when it comes to the election and i don't know and maybe we may have to go back to go forward um you know the pan we are we're already in the midst of a pandemic mm-hmm. right and the pandemic is a separate thing even though we know of course you know they're going to politicize and try to make it a, a political thing which it is in terms of leadership but um i think the pandemic then leading into the stressful nature of the pandemic and then leading into the election just has me in a space where I'm just like, Oh, you know what?
0: And you're right. Like it's been so hard protecting our peace. And it's so funny that we used ice cube to kind of lead us into this conversation about protecting your health mm-hmm. and your state of mind while also preparing for an election. Because I think every, election has its fair share of toxicity. It has its fair oh, share yeah. of like uh, where, where your anxiety attached to it and uh, all, all the things, all the emotions that comes with right. uh, an election, especially a primary every four years. But I think uh, again, there's something four years ago when Donald Trump got elected, I think it was unprecedented. Right. I just believe it was. And I think there is something so there's this blind hope that I think we have in America to kind of right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we're sitting on edge as if, you know, America knows what to do, mm-hmm. but it's like, we just don't know what they are going to do. Like we, mm-hmm. like, we don't know. And I think the emotions behind that and managing that mental space is scary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really scary.
1: It is. And I think, and kind of going to your point as far as knowing what America is supposed to do, like, I, you know, in my mind, in 2016, I wasn't super, you know, heavy on Mother Clinton. Like, I I wasn't super heavy on her. All right. in comparison all, all
0: right. to,
1: to what <laughs> Talk <slowly. in> comparison <laughs> to what in comparison to what love me in comparison to what's sitting in the White House right now and the administration we have now like I would have thought that America was going to do the right or oh, that let me say the, the, right, the not said the right because The people concerned. did the right thing she won the popular vote right 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 um i I thought America would do what was best mm-hmm. and I don't think that that and Because I, I, even now, I don't really think right or wrong, because the United States, I think, is oftentimes wrong in a lot of things that we do and say how we act. Um, I thought, you know, America would have did what was best for the nation. And then they surprised me. They didn't it didn't really surprise me. But, you know, the day after the election, well, that night of the election, I was just my mental, since then on, my mental space when it came to the political climate or just the nation in general has been like a mess.
0: The night of the election, let me me tell you, (laughs) I had to find coping mechanisms um, to deal. And I think one of the ways that I dealt with it when I woke up to the reality, I texted my supervisor and was like, not coming in. Mm -hmm. Need a mental day. Um, And for me, it was necessary on a more like jovial note, I was mm-hmm. sad that Hillary lost. I thought mm-hmm. this was the, I thought, you know, we had the first black president and we can say whatever we want to say about what that meant, but it happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, surely if they can put a black man in there, we can get a woman and a white mm-hmm. woman, like and white a, she, woman. she's the wife of a former president. Like, you know what I'm saying? She, she like, has, she, she has could has be experience the experience, right. She okay, could be the they, one no. that breaks this, you know, this glass ceiling of sorts. Right. right. I just knew it was going to happen on top of my kind of alignment with her politics and things like that. Like I, you know, I, I like HR, uh, HRC. So on one end, I was kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. but it really made me take that mental break because I, I understood. I didn't think that Donald Trump would be all that he turned out to be.
1: No, I, but I, he, we're far worse I, than I thought he would be,
0: I definitely, un, but I kind of understood what we were getting into because I right. saw how, how like more racist people were emboldened. Right Um, by his candidate, you know, him being a candidate four years ago. So I just kind of I had a picture of what it could be. And then at the same time, it's just like I think this was the first time outside of like a Reagan, right, where Mm -hmm. somebody who was like grossly unqualified. (laughs) <laughs> to be the president of the United States Like you can say Obama didn't have much experience But he has a law background mm-hmm. He was a community organizer He was a state senator and he became mm-hmm. a U.S. senator So while he may not have been a U.S. senator long Like he had a career mm-hmm. And he studied And he had jobs Whether he mm-hmm. stayed in them long or not Right That prepared him Like Donald Trump was, is a failed businessman mm-hmm. And a lackluster reality television host Right Like legit Like that's it Mm-hmm. That is really it. And you elected that type of, and I, I want y'all to think about it. Let me say that again. He is a failed <laughs> businessman mm-hmm. and a lackluster reality television host. That's what you decided can create policy and care for the American people. Mm-hmm. That's what y'all decided. Oh, and, well, when, yeah. and when you begin to really analyze it from that angle, there's no way in the world you should be Satisfied with that level of administration?
1: Mm-mm. Like not at all. This is this is what I hear. Oh, you know he he's a he's a jerk, but you know he gives it to us straight. He lies. Um, he lies all the, know, time, he, all the time, all the time. All the time. Um, and he's gonna restore the the country back to the Lord. And
0: <laughs> Donald Trump don't know the Lord.
1: <laughs> he don't know Jesus. He don't. He don't know Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to, to burst your bubble.
0: Man said
1: two Corinthians. He said two Corinthians. Then they asked, they asked the, man, the man, I was about to say man and God. They asked the man, <clears throat> uh, name your favorite, your favorite Bible verse. He said, I'm not going to do that. too many good Bible verses for me to name. You couldn't name one. Because he didn't know one. <laughs> you ain't know You ain't know when <laughs> we all know. For God so loved the world, that he gave from the God and the Son, the whosoever believed in him. You ain't know that one. You ain't know Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Two words. Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> Noun and a verb. That's it. Jesus wept. <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> oh but that's that's where we are and but even like so since then i would say like the this you know just every day the level of like anxiety and just you know feeling of just like as of like a powder keg is about mm-hmm. to explode um it's kind of had me on edge and then on top of like that just the normal stuff that's going on every time i turn on the tv I scroll the you know the interwebs everything is so highly political uh every commercial when you're watching tv and again we you know we, we talk about me and Josh we love the tv um mm-hmm. every single commercial is a political commercial
0: yep from the local level to state to everything is is politics and I guess that's a that's a great way for me to ask you this bro um what are you doing specifically as a black man Mm -hmm. to take care of your mental health in such a polarizing environment um
1: i've been you know me i unplug Mm -hmm. um doing the jigsaw kind of has me connected to a certain degree to where i want to make sure i'm not like missing out on stuff but uh other than that i usually try my best to unplug if i can um, because I just, I just can't. And honestly, even when it comes to certain topics of, of discussion, um, like for instance, the other day, our, our friend, our good, good, good friend of ours, and he wasn't, he didn't mean anything by it. He was like, Hey, if y'all want to see something that's going to really, you know, like make you mad, like check out this, um, this hashtag. Mm-hmm. And, and normally we, 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 in our group chat, we make jokes and stuff like that. And, you know, it's stuff like that's funny. And in, in, in most cases, it's funny. And it probably would have been funny. But in the in that moment, I was just like, I can't do that to myself. Right. Like, um, I, I guess because to me, I think even the older I get, the more like emotional I get when it comes to as far as like things that are going on and the more sensitive I am to certain things. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But I guess my, my to answer your question. Yes. My my the way I do handle it or I don't even say handle it. I, I don't think I'm really handling that well is I'm just really just I. I just turn it off or I unplug. Or if I'm going to be on social media, I'm trying to find stuff that's funny. Like, give me the memes, give me the stuff that's gonna make me laugh. I don't wanna see anything remotely serious. Um even if I see something regarding like um the man that sits in our White House, I oftentimes if I don't have the capacity to to read it. If I'm mm-hmm. not in the good space, I'm just going to scroll right past it because mm-hmm. I don't want to see a tweet. I don't want to see, you know, stuff like that. I just can't. What about you?
0: No, same, the same way. I don't know that I unplug in the, in the same way, mm-hmm. but what I will agree with is that I'm not intentionally going to look for anything.
1: Mm-mm. No, not at all.
0: Um, so for me, I am a kind, that's why I have, I hate the Wikipedia because- oh, yeah. When I tell you, I get caught down. I start clicking on links. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, and by the time I'm done, I didn't, I didn't been through 30 Wikipedia pages.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, That started for me trying to remember an actor's name and then like, anyway. Okay. But I, I say that to say, like when you say if you'd have the capacity, there are times where if I see an article nine times out of ten, I'm probably going to read it. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably start figuring out like, you know, oh, well, why did he say this? And then there was something in there that I'm not as familiar with. And I go down mm-hmm. the rabbit hole. So for me, um, I do a bad job of gauging my capacity. Mm-hmm. I would say that sometimes. And, and I need to do better than that. But there are also ways in which I do not, like when our friend, like he meant no harm. But At I'm all. not going to, I'm not intentionally clicking on a hat. I think the hashtag was Black for Trump. Oh, I'm not looking that up, no. Because I know that's gonna like piss me off. So, like you Mm -hmm. said, if it's not something specific to like something we need to put, you know, talk about on the show, right? Something that I need to write about in one of my blogs, or you know, whatever something I'm doing personally. Like, I'm I'm not going to research ways to get me upset or to further affect my mental health because, you know. On a larger scale, what happens in this election, like it not only affects me as a as a man, but it affects me as a black man specifically. Right. right. Um, when you think about a lot of the police brutality, while it did not start with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but there are so many ways that this administration has been blind or turned a blind eye to mm-hmm what's happening to black and brown communities. So with that kind of leadership still in place, it puts me on consistent edge. Like I think black folks are already on the edge with police, but like with this level of administration, it puts you on consistent edge. So for me, unplugging would have to be literally unplugging, like going to Fargo, North Dakota (laughs) in a mountain (laughs) and like, you know what I'm saying? And not to be that extreme, but like it would be legit me, um, just finding pockets of joy in things that take me away from my cell phone, take me away from my computer, because like you said, it's, it's, it's there. And I just, and you can't get away from, and even in like our, uh, as much as I love blackish, I think their episode that they about to come out with like for their season premiere is -hmm. about the election. Uh, And I think it's going to be a great episode because they they really, they do a great job talking about politics and current events. But at the same time, like, I also understand that because they do a really good job at it and also because they do a really good job of making, like, art reality and things like that, I believe that in some ways I'm going to be triggered. Right. So it's so it's going to really be about balancing. For me, like, when I see the Ice Cube conversations, like, being being irritated with Ice Cube but also understanding, like, no shade but all shade, it's just ice cube (laughs) you know what i'm saying like (laughs) when was the last time ice cube really pushed the culture outside of the straight out of comfort movie like you know what i'm saying like right but like when was he really effective in policy when was he really you know what i'm saying and then that's the other piece i think we talked about that too here's the part that's confusing in mental health and trying to process it all why are you allowing yourself to be this puppet because you're an entertainer so at some at some point if you're not like, and I don't want to say you're an entertainer as if entertainers do not have the right to push policy and advance policy. But mm-hmm. if you've been the type of entertainer, right, who has never been political outside of saying you hate the police and mm-hmm. things like that, but you've never been political, you've never been one kind of on the front lines, at what point now do, did you think you were this kind of policy savant to sit down with Donald Trump and have a conversation about the contract of Black America?
1: Right. And, and, and that's my thing is too, like, okay, one, yeah, my... Biggest issue, I, I feel that Ice Cube is an intelligent person. I really do believe his. Oh yeah, intelligent I don't person.
0: think he's dumb at all.
1: Um, but what bothers me is we saw this right when the the president was elected, and he trotted out all of these athletes and entertainers, all these black athletes and entertainers. Not one politician was trotted out not one person who even like policy
0: a student policy would none of them no nope.
1: <clears throat> nobody like nobody even the people who he had in his cabinet that were black were entertainers or like we talk about ben carson all the time he's a he's a physician but you had him in hood when well, you clearly could have had an attorney or, or, or a surgeon general you could have had him in a in a role that actually suited his actual skill set right um So it kind of speaks to, and and that's the thing some people don't understand is about when it comes to racism, white supremacy and stuff like that. You only see black people in spaces of athletes and entertainers. And you also think that we're dumb enough to only believe that athletes and entertainers are the only people that have influence in our culture. Right. So not that I don't necessarily fault Ice Cube for, um, I do, but then I don't. I don't, I can't, I'm not going to say, you know, Ice Cube, you're stupid for trying to talk with him. I think it's the fact that if you if you want to have this power or you want to speak on on our behalf, I want to bring somebody in the room with you who has, um, the the level of experience to speak to. Like, and I guess that's my issue, is like if you want to speak if you're willing to speak to me, you should be willing to speak to somebody else, right? And like if you should be able to go across the aisle, as they say, and speak to all of these black people, um, who have been in this game a long time, um. Uh, and even, I mean, I even mean people that have been in this game, like there's, there's so many great black minds that are out in this world that you could have spoken to or could have helped you out with this. But the problem is that I, why I wouldn't do this because all you want to do is really just try to all these black folks. You try to all these black people, uh, preachers, you try to, uh, all these black college presidents, you mm-hmm. try to all these, uh, um, these black celebrities, you try to all these people who kiss your butt. And it's not necessarily for policy. It's not necessarily for, um, uh, to get anything really done, it's more or less for the photo op uh, to show. See, I do like black people, or see black people do like me. It's really more so like the Kim Kardashian thing, where you or the the Kardashian thing, where you just ride on black people and you kind of suck at, like kind of like get out. You use black folk for what you need them for, for the resources. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's colonizing. You yep. use black folks for the resources, and then you kind of just throw them to the side.
0: No, absolutely. And that's and to me, that is another reason why it's so draining, because you have people like Ice Cube, who is really intelligent. And it's and I don't want anybody to misconstrue what I said about he's an entertainer. Right. Uh, Because, again, I believe entertainers have just like me and you have the right to push for policy and to right. express the ways that they should be represented and their families should be represented and things like that but i think the greater point brian that you kind of put in perspective so well was that in the world of systematic racism black people are always our excellence is sometimes pigeonholed into being athletes and entertainers right so when you see people like donald trump going toward ice cube and not Angela Rye, right? Angela mm-hmm. Rye, who, who hates him. But like, you know what I'm saying? But like an Angela Rye type mind, or somebody who's going to really, who would really help him think through, or even a Colin Powell, right? Like he's right. not even reaching, you know, going there. Like when you see that versus that, mm-hmm. it's like, bro, he knows what, and the fact that you, and that's why I said, I don't blame you for having to come. That's what Steve Harvey claimed he was doing, right? Mm-hmm. But you saw how that backfired. Right, Donald Trump, not only were well, black people mad at you, Steve Harvey has recovered, unlike Chrisette Michelle.
1: Oh, we still praying <laughs> but for
0: we, we, we still praying for Chrisette. Uh, but, like, not only, yeah, black people are going to be upset with you for a while, but also see how nothing happened after that meeting. It nothing. was a photo op, it was a, convers- you know, a fake conversation, and, and nothing else happened. So, while Ice Cube may be saying, I think he responded and said, people are bad on both sides, and the Democrats said something, I think he tweeted, um, response to someone said the Democrats said they're going to wait after the election to talk about the contract with black America or whatever they're calling it and r- actually rightfully so mm-hmm. because there's no need for me to really have a conversation with you unless I know I'm going to be in a position of power because here's the other piece and you can you know write crazy to me if you want Biden has an agenda and policy in place where he's addressing black issues social justice um justice reform hbc like uh, he has a plan that addresses these things Mm. i don't think that the plans are perfect i don't think that they are the end all be all but he has a plan so before he begins to really entertain this kind of convoluted contract with black america or whatever that is like let's think again let's think through ways we can get biden elected And let's take this contract, whatever it is, and use that as a measurement, as a means Mm -hmm. to hold this administration accountable. So I don't think that the administration telling you that, hey, let's work together and then let's look at this once we're elected. I don't think that's a no. I think that is a strategic move to say we're not going to haphazardly say um, fire all the white police because we don't know what's in this. We don't know what's in this country. Right. (laughs) Right. And Donald Trump ain't going to do. 99.9% 99.9% of the stuff that's in there. No. You literally just felt good. You was like, well, at least he listened. Okay. Oh, whatever. Like, he right. listened to Steve Harvey. And again, nothing came out of that conversation. So nothing. my point is, is that when you see people, I guess one of the ways, and I don't know if y'all are taking notes or not, but one of the ways that you can control your mental health during like this time and this space and this political season is to not allow the like the loudness of celebrity content or the antics of the current administration to throw you off or to take you to a place where you're ranting and you're raving unnecessarily. Because one, you're gonna be in the comments and stuff, likely talking to yourself. Because mm-hmm. these celebrities ain't about to respond, <laughs> about to respond to you. <laughs> at all. Um, but at the same time, like you have to be in a space where. You can be angry, you can write think pieces and everything you want to, but don't get so caught up in that that you lose sight on what you actually can do. And that's voting. That's encouraging right. family members and friends to be active in the process. That's um, galvanizing and organizing your own communities. Right. So I think it is a balance of not getting caught up in social media and celebrity news hype but remaining realistic specifically because we only have 20 something odd days left. So this is not the time for us to be distracted. Cause I think distraction is, um, a form of mental health abuse. If I'm going to be honest. Right. Um, I think, I think it can serve as one. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And I, and I agree with that. I'm actually just trying to pull up the, uh, some of the, <laughs> the and think about the name of the, it's the platinum plan, like how, Like you think niggas all we care about is freaking platinum. You know what I'm saying? Like think about that. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. (laughs) Um, like one of the things like safe urban neighborhoods with highest policing standards. Give black churches the ability to compete for federal resources for their community. Okay. Immigration policy that protects American jobs. Like if you if you read through the lines, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, just it's foolish. But I, I think increase access to capital in black communities by almost 500 billion dollars. And the thing is, it's, it's interesting, it's the fact of like, oh, you know, I have this plan in place, and I'm gonna do this over the next four years, it's kind of like, and granted, you know, no politician has ever really done tremendously well by the black community. Um, and they, of course, they use us to get votes. Um, but this is just clear, like, oh, for the if, if you just trust me for the next four years, I'm gonna do this, I guarantee you, like, as soon as you know, if he gets reelected, it's gonna be like, oh well, thank y'all, God bless you. Um, and again, like I'm, I, I don't care for any party. However, my, I, my belief is that 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 I believe that we can probably hold Kamala and Joe's feet to the fire better than we can do with with uh, Donald Trump.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the points that you know. I'm going to consistently make it's the level of accountability that we can have with this administration. That's what I'm saying. Like nothing that you said that you read from that plan. I disagree with. Mm -mm. I just know for, I know for a matter of fact that these are things that the Trump administration is not going to push. I also think that these are things that the Biden administration aren't against. And if Mm -hmm. you look at some of his policies, some of that is already up in there. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think we have to be just because you wrote it out. And here's the other piece: we have to stop just because, <coughs> just because we think that the both parties are inherently evil, right? And you can believe whatever you want. There are policy recommendations and suggestions that are in place, okay? And with those policy recommendations and suggestions being in place, what you must also very much understand is that when you have such a disdain for the candidate, when you have such a disdain for what you believe he or she is not or will not do, what you've likely also done is not really read and not really pay attention to the policies that they're already proposing. So you can write out this whole platinum plan, or you call it the contract with Black America and all these different types of things, and Because you don't really like Biden, because you don't really agree with him, you've probably not, again, not read his stuff. And you're trying to convince him to incorporate policies that they've already talked about, that they're already pushing the needle toward. So it's sometimes it's a matter of sitting at the table that, you know what, before I write him off, before I do this, let me actually step back and see what he's saying what he's not saying and then let's create something that maybe contrasts contrast or compliments. But until then, and I think for me as well, you know, keeping this focus on mental health, that is a mental health exercise. It's right. so angry about what a particular party is doing or is not doing. Let's actually do the research. Let's not allow our hate to be fueled by what we, what we assume. And this is not a cape for Donald Trump because there is, plenty of proof to show how terrible of a person he is but when it comes in right. terms of really recognizing what we need to be voting for the policies the 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 legislation even at the local level what we should be supporting i think we need to sit down and really and if you don't know how to do the research find somebody who does like go to websites find organizations who who who, who have broken down what candidates stand for what some of these policies and procedures and stuff really means, some of these new laws that we're going to be asked to vote on, what, what this stuff really means. And then once you have that, now let's make an informed decision. Now let's figure out ways to hold them accountable. Now let's put together strategic plans or align yourself with organizations and individuals that are putting together plans because otherwise you're going to be creating like this entire mental just kind of warp you're putting yourself in mm-hmm. trying to balance it all. And it's not necessary. Like we have so many other things to worry about. Like we literally just talked about SARS in Nigeria. Yep. Our brothers and sisters are being harassed by their, by our own people, mm-hmm. a corrupt system. And so there's so many things we got we're in a freaking pandemic. Like people have lost jobs. People are losing houses. People are getting kicked out. Like my kids are virtual and you have other parents who don't understand who can't figure out what to do with virtual reality with schools and stuff like that. there's so many things that are stressing americans that are stressing us our mental our physical and even our social capacity that we should not allow all of the rhetoric of this election to add to that now some of that like the way that this pandemic has been handled is a direct result of poor leadership oh yeah definitely but but on top of that, we should not be so, like, we should not be so caught up to where we're losing our mental,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what I'm saying, because of him and that foolishness and what they're fighting for, Well, we got so many other things that we could be putting our energy and focus into.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think even just, uh, if we really focused on every commercial, we focus on everything that's being said, if we fo- and right now there's so much going on, if we focus on all of that, it would, really, it would literally drive us insane. Mm-hmm. And we would have to be on the couch, like, every day. Um, because it's just, it's just so much we're inundated with so much information. Most of it is misinformation, which is why to your point, Josh, we, you really need to go out there and do your due diligence. Um, so that you can kind of know what is, you know, I don't want to say truth and lie because everything's kind of laced with a little bit of lie, but what is, I guess, more accurate, um, than, than what we probably will see on TV. I, my I, I read an article even about uh, election uh, anxiety and using this is the year that, you know, not this year, but during the elections. usually people I, I have encountered the most anxieties during the election years. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to encourage those that are, that are probably feeling some a little bit anxious and are having some issues um, that you're not alone. You're not the only person out there who feels uh, the weight or the pressure of what's going on. You're not the only person who feels, um, at some point we can be honest, what is like fearful in a sense of, or anxious about what the, what could be the outcome, either uh former years of the same thing, or even former or four uh, years of a, of a new administration. Um, so I would definitely want to encourage you. You're not like alone. Um, one thing I, I think I'm, 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 it's, it's kind of driving me there and I have, I've gone to therapy in, in past. Um, but I feel like I may need to just go, go back. Um, because necessarily about the election. But just in general, to set myself up, just in case, uh, uh, you know, I'm in a different place in my life, but I definitely think it's something I need to probably get back into, Um, sit down and talk to somebody just about life in general. But I definitely feel like I may need to do something if uh, we get four more years of the same thing.
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, I would be honest, bro, Um, just even with this conversation, I think the way that. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up because I think my capacity, my mental capacity for it is is slipping. Mm-hmm. Is that 2020 it was absolutely the wrong year to not have a therapist or a oh, counselor. I agree. Um, and I thank God for my therapist and what she's been. Got a session scheduled next week, every other Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's one of the ways. Like, if you can't afford, and I understand therapy can be expensive, but there are also there are so many resources now so for free therapy and discounted mm-hmm. therapy and. Like with my insurance, um, virtual sessions have been free until the end of 2020. Oh, sweet. So if you like, I prefer in person, but if you're the kind of person who just needs it, like if you have, I don't know if it's all, I'm not going to throw my insurance carry out there, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like with certain insurances, you ought to check because like mine, they, I mean, it went from the, co- which my copay is actually really decent too. Mm-hmm. But it went from the copay that I had to pay every time to legit. If I did straight virtual, it'll be free. It'll wow. just be free. So like really look into your, your plans, use your EPAs, look up therapy. Uh, for, like we've, I posted it in the description before, but We'll definitely put some in the, in the description box this week too. Therapy for black girls, therapy for black men, Henry health, talk space, better health, all those places. Is like where you can find resources. And like with Talkspace, like, and this is not an ad. It's not even a joke. Like we would love your sponsorship, but also for real stuff, Talkspace and Better Health typically can give you a month full of sessions for Mm -hmm. the cost of what one session would be. So like, it's definitely worth you looking into it and finding ways to unplug, finding ways to talk through your anxiety. Because one thing that you may learn is that, you'll begin to get tools and resources on how to deal with things that you can't control. Because that's right. really what some of this is, too. Like, it is true. Voting has power.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: after you've done your part, the rest of that control is literally usurped mm-hmm. from you. You,
1: right.
0: you can't do anything else after it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have the power to make change with our voices. But after you as an individual have done all that you can do, that's all that you could have, that's all that you could have done. But that does not mean the anxiety goes away. That does not mean that the the depression isn't real. It does not mean that you don't have whatever the emotion, the anger, the sadness, the whatever, right? And we have to begin to find ways to find pockets of joy and reclaim our humanity, our joy, the freedom of expression that makes us happy, the freedom that wants us, that, that allows us to be able to dance and enjoy and to live and live holistically and full lives. And- a lot of times this political climate, unfortunately, robs us of that joy. Oh yeah, So um, as, I, as, as, as I back away from the mic, you know, from this living room conversation, I just want to say, find the space if you have the resources to, to, to get in with like with some therapy, some therapist, some counselor. And if you don't have the resources and don't have the space, find you a trusted voice, a rational Reasonable voice mm-hmm. to be able to discuss and talk through these things. Shoot right into us. And while right. we're not therapists, I do mm-hmm. think we carry a modicum of wisdom where right. we can kind of help you. That's what this podcast is about mm-hmm. navigate life as you try to find your way through this overwhelming sense of anxiety and confusion because we are right there with you. You are not right. by yourself. So, right.
1: And I'm glad you actually said that. I'm going to kind of go into something and in, uh, speaking on mental health and speaking about the um, ask the jigsaw we actually did a good question regarding mental health and I kind of would like your your answer or your response regarding that and the question was um uh say you do are dealing with anxiety depression and stuff like that how do you deal when you're expressing that to somebody and they act like you're either overreacting or they don't understand what you're talking about how would you approach that situation sure um so ask ask it to me one more time all right so Roxanne I'm just you know keep the name uh anonymous roxanne said okay how do you deal uh when you're dealing with the depression anxiety and you're expressing um your anxiety or your potential depression uh to somebody your loved ones and they either feel like you're overreacting or they just really don't understand or they don't want to understand what you're going through
0: i think to be honest with you and um we'll do an official PO box later, I believe, but we'll, we'll answer this since we're talking about right. um, mental health. Honestly, you remove yourself from that person in that conversation. Right. I don't think that you have to be rude about it, but what you can literally, after you've expressed an tell that you're overreacting or blah, 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 what you can say, cause here's the thing. You have the right to feel, you got me in my, in my bag now. You, <laughs> you have the right, Mm -hmm. to feel what you feel like your feelings are valid so if you are feeling um anxiety you're feeling depression here's the other piece unfortunately as crazy as their reaction may be they ask they also have the right to feel what they feel like their feelings are also valid they feel like you are um overreacting but here's the kicker no one can explain to you or discount what you feel so you also have the right and the responsibility like you know what What I don't need is this added level of negative energy um, multiplying what my anxiety is and Mm -hmm. diminishing my depression and diminishing my feelings is likely adding to this continued negative state that I'm in. So before I go down a rabbit hole of saying uh, or or trying to further convince you, because it's never, here's here's the thing, it is never your place, it is never your place to convince somebody else how you feel right you feel what you feel
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's that and if they feel as though they don't believe it or they don't want to accept it or they want to jesus you to death or whatever whatever it is like <laughs> then you also have the space and the capacity to be like you know what i'm gonna back away from it mm-hmm. because you're not at i'm i was obviously giving this to you because i trust you i was obviously giving this to you because i expected some type of i don't know peace from you or whatever and you were unable. To give me that. So instead of going down, um, like I said, a rabbit hole or being so frustrated to the place where I'm not better, I'd rather remove myself from everything that you're bringing. And until you're ready to accept it or I'm ready to allow you back in, my, I'm in a better place to allow you back in my space. So here's the thing you don't have to feel bad for never allowing them back into that space. Okay, you don't ever have to feel bad for for not allowing them back into that space, because I think so many times, especially when it's family or friends, we have this guilt per se. Um, We have this guilt per se about um, people that we're close to, Mm -hmm. and kind of feeling the pressure of allowing them in our spaces when. you don't you I don't care who they are, mama, daddy, brother, sister, pastor, I don't care who they are. Right. If they are not serving you in a way that is building up your mental health, that is serving you and pushing you forward, then they not, they are not, they don't have there, there are no guaranteed spots in your life, right? So it, so so you do not have to feel a guilt from pushing yourself away from people who do not serve you in ways that benefits the productivity of your mental. Um, social and emotional well-being. So Roxanne, what I want to tell you is that the way you deal with it is that you can have the conversations if you're comfortable, but Mm -hmm. the next conversation you need to have is the now level of boundary that you have with them and for them to, whether they like it or not, what they're Mm -hmm. going to have to respect is that that is how you feel and they are no longer welcome in your space and that capacity again
1: i I would add something to that, but that's pretty much i i think that's the same thing i I would say is that you know you, you are entitled to your feelings your feelings are real um, and if they cannot accept that, then there's nothing else you can do about it. that's that <laughs> all right well, this is uh do you anything else for the living room conversation? Do you have anything else you want to talk about or
0: no man, I think I've exhausted that, and um. You know what we'll do? Actually, mm-hmm. this will be our first official PO box. You got your question <laughs> right on in. We were able to, because it tied so greatly into our conversation today about protecting your peace in the midst of this crap fest. Ooh, that, was, right. that was a word. It was right there. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you, Father, uh, for, for taking it off my lips. Um, so, no, I, I don't have anything else to add, bro. Anything else you want to add about protecting your peace and your space in this political environment?
1: oh other than the fact that like just you know your peace is important um and you know your mind is all you really have so please protect it at all costs uh your mental health is wealth and um like maintain that regardless of what the situation you gotta deal with or what you're doing with uh dealing with protect your peace at all costs um and i'm pretty sure your your peace will protect you in the end so that's pretty much it that's all i got
0: so that's a beautiful way to get right on into some black man self care. Let's let's
1: get into I am my brother's keeper. Let's do it. Great way. Oosa.
0: Oosa. and alright you All right, y'all. So here, I, here we are with I am my brother's keeper. Um, and Brian, what you got going on for self care this week?
1: Oh, uh, bro. So I told okay. you my in laws are gonna be in town. Listen. <laughs> so they are still in town. um and i've been taking seriously advantage they love um my my in-laws shouts out to uh al and jan uh they treat me and my wife tremendously um and of course you know we have a, a young young daughter who's now one god bless you brooklyn um and they have been doing an amazing job of really just pouring into us um you know we like to come when people come over us, we like to, you know, do stuff for them, but they come in, they're doing so many things for us, they're taking care of our daughter, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm gonna take advantage of that even more. I'm gonna try to find some time for me and my wife to go out. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna take some time out you know, for me and my wife to uh, kind of get together. Even though it's not it's, let's just talk about talk about marriage here.
0: All right. So, man stuff.
1: You know, there are moments where we definitely need to be, you know, our own separate and take care of ourselves. Sometimes, if we are one person or we're one unit, um, again, sometimes me taking care of my wife to become uh, one. That's what the word said. And man of God, I want to become one this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um,
0: some hip fat.
1: <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, I want to know about that wop. So I'm <laughs> trying to get, get in on it. So uh,
0: um, a whopping that had.
1: <laughs> come on, somebody. <laughs> Hello, church. You'll catch that had later if it wished you. <laughs> yeah. H A D. Come on, somebody. Come oh, on, somebody. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm thinking about doing something like that. Going out, just hanging out, eat dinner. Um, may or may not come back home. Yeah, I might. You know, talk talk to the uh, in-laws and say, hey, we gonna go find somewhere to for us sleep this night. Um, because they are definitely capable of taking care of our, our daughter. They did a wonderful job and she loves them dearly. So, you know, I'm gonna you know take care of myself by taking care of my wife, and hopefully she'll take care of me. That is all right. I love that. Yeah, what um, about you?
0: Yeah, man. So um you heard that I stopped teaching my classes on Saturday. Oh yeah, How be ever, um, one of my favorite gyms has opened back up and while I have been kind of weary of going back to the gym, I'm going to go to Effect Fitness Saturday. I'm going to
1: boot camp. Okay, all right.
0: So anyone who knows Effect Fitness, it is this like militant style boot camp. It is (laughs) tough. It is tough. People who think my classes are tough, you ain't been to Effect. It's tough. Um, But on a regular Saturday, the beauty of Effect is that it is like, Black, it is a it is. If the blessed report was a place, it's effect oh, fitness. Yes. It
1: is so it, it is. Shot them out one one. These right,
0: times. right. So it is literally uh, uh, a black-owned gym with extra. I mean, extra, extra black trainers. They also highlight like, black health and wellness shops. Like there's a juice bar. Yes. All the wonder trainer, and then they have like this black, um, like bender stuff. That's all. Yes. Like, I mean, it's just. And then in the parking lot, and not to say that our wealth and excellence is subscribed to material things but you see maseratis and like teslas and basically affect fitness on a saturday it's everything that media and society says black people are not they say that we're not successful they say that we're not healthy they say that we don't care about our health they say that we don't own businesses and every stereotype is is broken every single weekend oh yeah in the hood Because it's on Metropolitan. It's It's in in the the hood. hood, But they do such a great job of curating community and blah, blah, blah. So that's a shout out to them. We'll officially shout them out one day. Right. Um, But I said all that to say with all that going on and with the popularity of it, they would easily stuff like 300 of us in this room, in this boot camp. And it was great, right? The the, the community was great. But I will say I've been following them since the pandemic. and They've been so methodical. About mm-hmm. how they have been able, like, they went from this entire virtual space to uh, slowly only letting their personal training clients back in to mm-hmm. now reopening boot camp. As you can imagine, that a space that fit 300 now, we were packed in there with 300, but back you still, there. but, but. Even though we were packed, there still was enough space for you to do all of your workout moves. And they were kind of sometimes wild moves and not hitting anybody, not bumping mm-hmm. to nobody. So you still had enough space for you. They have decreased that from 300 people to about 70 people. So there is, mm-hmm. so every, like your space is six feet apart. Um, you can't pay like in person anymore. You have to pay through the app. So everything is contactless. Um, you have to bring your own equipment now. All the, like they provide your brick because you know, it's a brick class. But, oh, it, yeah. but they also do like weights and leg bands, so you have to bring your own stuff. So everything is so well thought out, and there are so many measurements and things in place that I'm going to go this Saturday. Okay. And for me, working out is a, a way of escape mm, for me, okay. number one. And then number two, just being in that black, beautiful environment, although it won't be as big and robust as it was, just mm-hmm. kind of being back there, and kind of feeling some sense of normalcy is going to be really good for me. And I, and, and, um, so while I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous, Mm -hmm. um, but I'll report back to you all how it was. And I, I, I trust it. These is, these are, I mean, these are just well thought out black people who don't oh, do yes. business really well. Oh, yes. And, I, I, and that's another thing. I trust it. I, like, I don't even trust LA Fitness, but I oh, trust, a, I trust right. effect for what they're doing and how they're going to keep us clean and safe. And so that's what I'm doing, bro. And I'm excited about it. So I'll let y'all yeah. know how it goes.
1: Yeah, it's, that sounds like I can't wait to um, see. I'm definitely gonna follow them on Instagram. That uh, I follow them on Instagram now, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. To, and I'm doing the eight AM class, and I think that's when they record. So if y'all want to see me, I'm when that camera hits me, I'm gonna be doing
0: it all. When the camera comes <laughs> off of me, out. mind your business because I might be passed out.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you're in in a long, you, you working at a You you working out at home, but effect is like a whole nother level.
0: Oh, it is. It is. It is. Because your day
1: work was tough, but I'm 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 you know.
0: Whew. Effect is a whole nother level, but yeah, that's it, bro. It's time. So you enjoy yourself. I'm gonna be enjoying myself, and we'll report back next week. But uh, let's get on here and talk about stuff because I got a conversation I gotta have <laughs> with the people. A place that you blacks love. Oh. I gotta talk to y'all about something. So let's get on into a greater conversation. I'm oh, ready. Gosh. I am I'm, ready. I'm scared. On, let me pop. So welcome back, y'all. Uh, here we are for a greater conversation. Um, Brian, did you have anything? Because I got some stuff to say. Uh, I'm going to let
1: you go first because I felt like that the the uh, the fire of the Lord, um, the anger of the Lord was upon you. So I'm going to step back a little bit and concede mm-hmm. the space to you and let you drag whoever needs to be dragged.
0: Yeah, I got Old Testament wrath on me. So oh, typically, most Fridays, let me just start here. And this is the place that you Blacks love. It's this, this the American <laughs> death <delet>. Blacks? <laughs> Uh-huh. it's the American, American deli so most Fridays in the Rogers house we call it hot sauce chicken night right so when my oldest child was he's, he's young but he was a lot younger he used to always call hot wings hot sauce chicken like that was, so we've kind of stuck with it's a little cute Rogers family thing don't judge us judge your mama it's beautiful, um, it's beautiful right black tradition so anyway every Friday is hot wings um, we literally live ooh, less than five minutes from the American deli so if you come out of our subdivision you make a left like right up a block, it's right there. So this particular Friday uh, was a kind of interesting, last Friday was an interesting, I'm giving you this context so you can know what my emotional state already was, right? Paint the
1: picture, Reverend, paint the picture.
0: So every Friday, my wife is a school social worker, and we do the virtual learning thing, but she has to go into the building once a week and Friday is her day. So most Fridays I'm doing the virtual learning thing by myself. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those dads that say I'm on daddy duty and blah, blah, blah. Cause it's not my duty. It's my responsibility. These are my children. But what sure. I will say, what I will say is that on Fridays I do it alone when typically it is a joint. It's a joint effort. So it takes a little bit more out of me, right? And I've already talked to you about the ways in which my children have kind of gotten on my nerves during the pandemic because we've been stuck in the house with each other since March, mm-hmm. right? So, so Friday can be it, – it can go one or two. It can go really, really well. Or it can be like, "Woo, well, ask where you went to come get these kids. So anyway, she decided – well, she has every right to – that this particular Friday she was going to go out with a, uh, a coworker. Mm-hmm. After work, they was going to catch up. Fine. So she got here maybe, ooh, a little before dinner time, so six years. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go run. I need to go. I need to make a Target run. So I was, I'm going to go to Target. Shout out to Port. I got my stuff. Uh, I got me some, some, some beer balm and serum and stuff from, from the Good. Scotchport. Good stuff. Um, so I, I wanted to go to Target to get that. I needed some deodorant, some a little bit of stuff from the Target, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to Target, and I said, all right, I'm going to pick up the wings on the way home. Uh, I did not order them. Uh, why didn't I pre-call them? I forgot why I didn't call them, but I didn't. So I got there and I was extra hungry. So I ordered a 50-piece, 25 mm. hot lemon pepper, and the other five, the other 25 medium, no mild, with the large fry. Okay. Mm. I was order number 169. I still ain't forgot about it. Right. So <laughs> I go stand to the side over there where you pick up your orders. Now, because I got a 50-piece. I knew that my order wasn't going to take like too, too long, but I knew it would probably take a little bit longer than your normal order. So the people who were behind me, um, I think they got like a five, like a six piece and one got like a Philly cheese steak. They got like small stuff. So she was calling out orders and I was 169. So 170 and 171 order had gotten called. Mm -hmm. But again, I didn't think too much of it because I had a whole 50-piece wing, bro, okay. you know, split between two flavors and a large fry. So I'm like, okay, cool. Anyway, mm. once she gives away order 171, she said, excuse me, sir, what's your ticket number? I said 169. She said, your food is gone. So I walk, I walk up to the thing, and I said, how? I said, no one has called 169. She said, oh, it's, gone. it's been a long time ago, long time ago. And I said, um, it could have been too long ago. You just called 170. <laughs> like you literally just called 170. Mm-hmm. I said, So where's my food? She's like, I don't know, but somebody picked up your food. I not so at that point, bro, I lost it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Like I said, I said either one of two things need to happen. You need to give me run me my money, which I'm really not interested in because I'm hungry, or right. go in the kitchen and fry me 50 more pieces of chicken. Like right. that's really it. So I started getting louder and louder, and she was double, I mean 10 toes down on the fact that my food was already gone.
1: Oof.
0: So I step back and I call my wife and I'm like Asha and she's like, "Babe, what you want me to do?" I said, and and I try not to get frustrated with her and I'm like, "But I don't need, really need you to do anything. I'm calling you because I, if I go to jail, <laughs> you know why?" So while mm-hmm. Asha's on the phone, I go back up to the. I think we got disconnected. I got grabbed go back to the counter I said you need to find me My chicken And then the little fry cooks Come up there And I told them I said all y'all little girls Go back there I said, Unless you're finna fry me Some chicken Ain't no need you Come up here Trying to help her She need to find my food So mm. she take my little receipt Go to the back And they be like "She like did you fry Did you fry And they like I don't Cause I mean they're fr- Cause it's a Friday night bro
1: Right, right,
0: right. They fry so many chicken They don't probably Remember what orders they prepare. They just putting mm-hmm. chicken In boxes mm-hmm. So I'm like And I said ma'am I've been standing right here You've noticed me Standing right here mm-hmm. Which also means that You did not see me, you did not give me food. Yeah. What it, so, so anyway, long story, long story, less long, right? Mm-hmm. We went back and forth another two or three times. So I finally stopped and was like, you know what? Speaking of political climates, let me mm. come down. Because I also live in Cobb County. Ooh. Let me come down mm. so the police will not get called on me right. over chicken wings. So I went to the other chicken spot. where well, they got better sides anyway. They got fried okra. America they don't have fried okra. Okay. Uh, and I went and got me another 50 piece. And I've called Bank of America to report it. Um... You know, to get the transaction reversed because I never received my stuff. So, right, anyway, right, right, so. Right. rightfully so. But anyway, here's the piece: if you're mm-hmm. going to put a ticket number on items and receipts and call them out, don't do that and then to have casually just be giving away food. Look right. at the ticket number because that clearly means if if my food did get given away you know somebody came and picked it up or you just didn't make it and forgot or whatever because here's the other piece i noticed Well, she was telling me that somebody picked up my food there were like two or three boxes of food that were they were sitting there the entire time and all people's coming to get their food and those two bags never left I which food. means that that was whoever somebody probably did and you probably gave them my stuff by mistake and mm-hmm. then here's their stuff, right mm-hmm. so my thing is don't even have ticket numbers. You're not going to check them if you're not right. going to verify them. Cause I, cause bro, I'll be honest with you in times past, like when they call out one, let's say one forty, you just mm-hmm. walk up there and you get your food. They, not, they don't ever look at your receipt. Right. So, but it was in that moment where I had to say, this is why you actually need to look at receipt, Not just so I can hear my number so that you can verify because somebody is at home with my 50 pieces of chicken and they probably right, didn't bring bro. it back because it could have been a similar order. Like, Oh, uh, whatever. It ain't that bad. You know, we'll eat it. But my thing is like, you didn't even, you didn't even like, you saw me standing there. You didn't even offer me my money back. You didn't offer me a 20 piece. You didn't offer Mm -mm. me anything. You refused. You doubled down Mm -hmm. on not giving me my food. And we go to American deli every Friday.
1: Not no more. Every
0: Friday And some weeks We have been going there Multiple times for like lunch Or maybe you know Get, you know, get a little something here A little something there I will never patronize The American Deli In Austell, Georgia On Floyd Road again I mm. wish that you were like this I wish you was like Because you know A lot of American Delis Are really small franchises mm-hmm. And owned by You know Some of our um, Asian brothers and sisters And things like that and I ain't got no mm-hmm. shame Against y'all Make y'all money Doing y'all thing But what you will not do uh-huh. What you would not do is have poor business practices and then try to think like a Negro like me. So my one complaint, my bad Yelp review that I've already written, dragging y'all through the ground, my bad <laughs> Google review that I've already written, I called a non-emergency hotline here in Georgia. I did all of the things. Mm-hmm. All of the things that I could do. What I will let you know, you took me out of my character and I'm not necessarily proud of that, but I'm not necessarily ashamed of it either because you mm. deserve the reading that you got. You and the little fry cooks in the back deserve the dragon that I gave y'all and I wish that it happened I don't want it to happen to somebody else, but I hope it happens to a few more people. You can get dragged again, and then mm-hmm. y'all can reconsider the ways in which that you treat people. Because not only was it just poor business, it was poor customer service.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: yelled at me. You talked about it. Then she had the nerve to tell me, like, um, you, you need to talk to the family. Like, trick what family? I don't know right. who took my food. Exactly. And you didn't call 169. Because I'm standing right here. I heard you call 170. heard you mm-hmm. call all these numbers. Like, why would I intentionally – why would American was get crowded? We're in a mm-hmm. pandemic. Why would I intentionally stand in this small space waiting right. for chicken, smelling like hot, wide wings? Mm-hmm. Because I just want to be, I don't want to be in here. I want <laughs> my food and I'm ready to go. It's raining, <laughs> it's dark, and I'm hungry. Like, bro, mm. that was my first meal of the day. Oh. So I was like, hungry, hungry. Right. So, like, there's no reason why I'm going to be standing here unnecessarily. Run me my chicken or run me my $40. Mm. Plain, plain and simple. But mm-hmm. it's okay. I get my money reversed. And when your books are short by $40, you can reconcile that with the little girl at the register. Because maybe she stole the money. I don't know. But Bank of America gave my money back. <laughs> so that's it. B- business owners do better. Like do customer better. service is a thing. I know there are some shady people out there who would try to like, scam y'all and do that. But I ain't one of them. And, it, and I know y'all know my black face. Mm-hmm. Now I'm coming there every, literally every week, sometimes multiple times a week. So for you to even treat me that way, mm. it's even more of a slap in the face. I will never, I'm not going to stop going to American Daily period, but that one, I will right. never patronize. I mean, never patronize it again. And if you come to my house, don't you walk in my house to no know American Daily from Floyd Road, because you're going to have to sit in your car and eat it. I don't want it in here. I don't want it in here. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Ooh. Child. And that's it from me.
1: That was a read of all reads. But uh, it kind of made me
0: hungry though. I didn't got upset all over again. Did you know how hungry <laughs> I was, Brian. Yeah. I
1: I can feel it. I can feel it. I feel it. And feel that hot
0: it. lemon pepper.
1: It's, it's amazing. <sighs> was it fried hard?
0: With the extra lemon pepper springs. you know how I am. I'm the green. <laughs> I still like my chicken fried hard with lemon pepper sprinkled. Cause y'all know what I be talking about. And I was like, <laughs> Brian, you and antagonizing me. <laughs> Okay. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> this is another episode of the Jigsaw. The Jigsaw. Of the Jigsaw Podcast. Oh man.
1: We do appreciate y'all for listening. We do appreciate um, y'all for listening. And um, unlike, you know, that American Dale in Florida role, please patronize us uh and follow all of our social media handles and tags and whatever they call it these days. Mm-hmm. Um at the Jigsaw Podcast on Instagram. Um, please, you know just tag somebody give us a good rating and review on um any platform that you can find podcasts we five are- stars only five stars only if you do put something less than five so we will find you we will find you we will find you <laughs> <laughs> well, i also want
0: to give a shout out to uh roxanne thank you Yes. For bringing in the first question the first official unofficial p o box um like I said we're're we're, it's gonna be an official segment but right. it just fits so perfectly into what we were talking about uh, we're gonna definitely um make sure that we have an important segment and just like we did um, we gave her a pseudonym so mm-hmm. all people will be. Uh, kept anonymous and your privacy would be respected. Um, right. So be sure to write in to askthegxr at gmail.com mm-hmm. with all of your questions and we'll read them here on the show and give you the best answer that we can, that we can give you.
1: Um, any announcements your way, Brian? Um, no announcements that I can think of. I think we're going to be doing like a panel discussion at a conference soon. Um, yes, you and I are on a panel. So we, we are can- on a panel. Uh, it is the global conference. Um, I will put the, we'll put the link in the, uh, <laughs> we'll put the link in the, um, what's this thing called? In the, in the, put it in the description box, in the description box. Yep. Put it there. Uh, unless I can figure out what it is real quick. <laughs> uh, say something while I find out
0: got <laughs> you so I am also on a panel um next week as well October 22nd um the greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce is hosting this panel discussion called Mis, um, misperceptions in the workplace why don't they understand us um, and we're bridging it's talking about bridging the gap between stereotypes and um, generational workplaces so I'm super excited I don't really know what they I don't think they know what they got themselves into by inviting me. Right. But what I will say is that I am going to be authentically Josh. I am going to be black. And I'll also put the link to register. It's a free event. It's virtual. It's next, um uh, just coming Tuesday at 9am Eastern standard time. So if you have capacity, I would love, 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 love for all my Jigsaw people to be there listening and supporting and, we're going, to, we're going to talk about these misconceptions, uh, perceptions that are in the workplace and why they don't understand us as black folk, why they don't understand us as millennials. So um, pull on through and, you know, be there with your boy and support. And while Brian is finding that, we, you know, we on that panel too. We're going to be talking about, uh, <laughs> I think, ways that we engage the community mm-hmm. and community engagement and community support. Uh, so that's something also near and dear to me and Brian's heart, but we're going to put that event um, the link in the description in the description box as well so you'll be able to support us all week next week
1: yes uh and it is the it's next global virtual conference uh it's gotcha. october 24th through the 25th it's a two-day conference it's all online so you don't have to do anything I have to go anywhere you can just pretty much log in and do that uh, please go out there uh, the tickets are on sale now uh early, early bird pricing ends on the 17th if you really want to go if you really want to be a part of it dm me um in advance and we can try to see if we can work something out uh with the um with the conference uh i guess leader to see if we can get some kind of discounted prices for jigsaw listeners uh so yeah this next global conference next global virtual uh if you are in leadership you are a person that's in business you're in customer service if you are doing human resource if, they, if you do anything you have a dream a vision a goal uh this is a conference for you so please check that out uh tickets are already on sale right now and I think it's gonna be beneficial to you uh and your life, but also Josh and I will be on the panel, so please support us, right, so you're
0: gonna be on there talking about the things we're gonna be talking um, about all the things so um yeah, I think that officially wraps us up, so uh, anything else you want to leave it with, Brian?
1: Oh, no, I think you got this let the people- you know I know you're calm down now, so I let am. the people know what they need to do We're
0: going to not let this life. <laughs> Regardless of whether American Daily messes up your order or not, we will not let this life stress us out. Okay, we're going to do what my homegirl, Albertina Walk, uh, Albertina Clark says. She said, pray
1: for the USA.
0: Homicide (laughs) rates. (laughs) No, um, (laughs) Mr. Clark says anyway, but we go. We're going to pray. We're going to stay encouraged. We are not going to let life stress us out. Mm. But what what we are going to do is what we can, Mm. while we can, Mm. the best ways that we can. But regardless of it all, we will not get caught. What, Brian,
1: with our works Mm. undone. We won't get caught
0: with them works undone. That's a rip, y'all. We'll see y'all next (laughs) week. Love y'all.
1: Love you.